Praise the Lord and welcome to I Have Podcast another se- and another session of I Have a Testimony. I'm your host, Reverend Mario Enajera. And to all those that are new to the podcast, welcome. And thank you so much for listening in. And for all those that are, are returning, li- returning listeners, thank you also. And I pray that you are all blessed. Uh, I am honored today to have with me First Lady, Sister Diana Cardenas of Banning Apostolic Church in Banning, California. And we are here today to testify of the goodness and mercies of God. And no matter where you find yourself in your life's journey, that Jesus loves you, Jesus still saves, and that he is still doing works within his people. So listen as we hear what God has done in the life of my guest today. Sister uh, Karinas, praise the Lord, and welcome to I Have a Testimony. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother Nahara. I'm I'm honored to be here, and it's a blessing. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm so glad to hear. Definitely. Um, you know, I'm excited also because I definitely want to, you know, get to learn with everyone else that's listening, you know, a, a little bit of your testimony. And I say a little bit because this journey, it has a lot of seasons. It has a lot of different, you know, things that, that we go through. And I know we're just going to get a little bit of a glimpse or a picture. Uh, but overall, we want to make sure that, you know, the name of the Lord is glorified and magnified uh, for his mercy and his goodness for sure. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you for inviting me. Amen. Amen. Um, well, as always, my prayer for our conversation today is that the words we speak today will inject, again, faith in the hearts and the minds of those that are listening today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. In Jesus' name. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, sister, um, to get to know a little bit about your journey or the beginning of your journey, what would you say your life was like, or where would you say you, your life was at before you even became to know the Lord as a personal Savior or anything about church or anything else? What was that like for you, sister? Amen. Amen. Well, um, I'm actually third generation apostolic, um, and I'm also a byproduct of divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my parents were both baptized in the assembly, and they were married by Bishop Antonio Nava in El Silhouette Church in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, unfortunately, after a few years, um, they made a decision to divorce. And this was probably in the 60s when they made that decision. And of course, I was already born. Um, so I am a byproduct of divorce. And, um, you know, we, we can't deny that there are situations in our lives that affect that affect us and, and it changes our life. It mm-hmm. changes our life. Even though I was I was a baby, I was I was young, I was a young child. It, it happened. Um, divorce leaves a mark. It, it mm-hmm. leaves a mark, on, you know, on your life. But in growing up, um, I I did suffer a lot of low self esteem. I suffered um, so many insecurities, so many complexes. Um, but by the grace of God, and I I thank the Lord that. Um, I was raised by my grandparents. Mm. It, it came to the point that after the divorce, um, my mother um, did stop going to church as well as my father. And my my grandparents took me in and they raised me. And I can say that who I am today really has a lot to do with being that byproduct of divorce. Mm. I know that my personal ministry is a huge reflection of what God has done in my life since I was a child. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah, our experiences definitely shape us and mold us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming from certain or different type of backgrounds or circumstances, it seems like, how are you going to be successful? You know, how are you going to be able to, yeah, to to go forward? But God always finds a way. And and when we believe and trust in that, you know, and, you know, there's nothing that we can accomplish for the honor and the glory of of the Lord. So I'm glad Absolutely. to yes. So I'm really glad to hear that it impacted your ministry a lot, also for sure. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, um, so much happens because this was in the '60s, yeah. so divorce was very rare mm-hmm. at that time in our church in our mm-hmm. organization. So you can imagine, you know, yeah. how difficult it was for my mom with a young, a single mom, being a single mother and mm-hmm. having a young child. Um, today we have the Still Standing Ministry, which has been amazing and it administers specifically to single mothers and their children. But, um, you know, there's a key verse in my life, you know, mm-hmm. just coming from this background um, in Isaiah 49, 16, it says, see that I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands and your walls are continually before me. Um, another version, the NLV version says, I have marked your name. Mm. I have marked your name on my hands. This scripture is, is just really something profound and that has impacted my life because I really consider that my life has been marked by God. Yeah. It has been marked by God. It has been marked by suffering. It has been marked by um, divorce. It has been marked by so many things. But at the same time, God has healed me. God has done so much yes. in my life. And it is so much a part of who I am today. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It, it, again, it's really good to hear. And I'm glad that this is a ministry that that that's birthed from, from that experience, like I was mentioning earlier, because, you know, statistically speaking, coming from certain type of backgrounds or home backgrounds, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, like I said, God is just good. God is awesome. And, yes. and being able to take what's broken and, and like you said, heal it and mend it and make it for something for his honor and his glory. Amen. So what was your experience or what was your memory uh, about when you had that personal experience where you knew sister that, you know what, this is something that I need to do that I need to get my life to the Lord. I need to be, you know, I need to seek this relationship personally with God. What was that like for you? Um, again, there's a lot of details of mm-hmm. my life that it would take so long, as you <laughs> mentioned earlier, that would take so long sure. um, to share. But what really, um, I think, opened the door and, and got me to the place to give my life to God was um, I had an uncle and an aunt who pastored the Anaheim Church mm-hmm. in the 70s, um, Brother Cru- Pastor Cruz Ramirez and Sister Julia Ramirez at that time. It was in the 70s. Um, she was my mother's sister. And in the 70s, or towards the end of their ministry, um, of their pastorship, she um, she became ill and, with cancer, and she began her battle with cancer. Yeah. Of course, at that time, being raised by my grandparents, we would consistently go visit her. We would consistently be at her home. So I was this 10, 11, 12-year-old little girl, you know. Um, of course, when we would go, we were attending church. We were going. But this little girl would watch my aunt, was watching her aunt, you know, and and observing her life during this time, during this battle. And it's just so interesting to me because during that time, and it's hard for me to explain, but for some reason I understood life, the perspective of life and the perspective of time and the perspective there's a purpose. Mm. I, 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 for some reason, I can't even explain to you, I would look at my aunt and I would see purpose. Mm. 
I, I understood, I understood her, who she was, you know, her, her presence, you know, her, the life, the battle she was fighting for some reason, I, I was able to understand that. Mm -hmm. And it, it impacted me. It just impacted me. Um, and again, attending church at that time. And on one of those times that we were visiting and going to church and just watching her, um, it was on a Sunday and I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I wasn't wow. even baptized yet. I, you know, just this whole situation happening in our family and this little girl observing her aunt, you know, I, I just know she's a pastor's wife. I know she's loved. I know she's battling. I, I see her purpose. I just understand what's happening and I get the Holy Ghost. And I mean, it was just an experience that, I mean, it, there's just no words, you know, an experience that brought joy, an experience that, oh my gosh, I, I understood the power of God. Mm. I just understood the power of God. And I wanted that. I mm. wanted more of it. You know, yeah. I wanted everything that was of God, you know, because of that power that I, I experienced it, it, as a little girl and my background growing up and not understanding my suffering, you know, what was me, myself, my loss, wow. all this stuff, you know, and, and to receive the power of God in my life, I just wanted more. And that's when I, I went to my uncle and I said, I, I need to get baptized. I want to get baptized. I want to serve God. And I just gave my heart wholeheartedly and completely to the Lord. I wanted to be who he wanted me to be. I wanted to serve him. I loved him. Here I am. You know, what, uh, what do I do? <laughs> you know, what do I do? And this is at 11 years you've mentioned? I was baptized at the age of 12. At 12? Wow. Praise uh, God. Yes, yes. I was young. What a, what an experience, though, to be filled, you know, with the Holy Ghost and just being overjoyed. Wow. Amen. Yeah. It's, it's all those little first in the Lord, uh, you know, getting baptized and being uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. It, it just takes you back. And I remember when I got baptized, I felt like I was floating on air. You know, the first couple yes. of years. <laughs> I felt like I was floating on, I was walking on clouds. Yes, That's how, yeah. That was how I would describe it. You know, yeah. I was walking on clouds. Amen. Yeah, definitely. It's just awesome. It's just that love of God. And yeah. well, yeah. And, and if I can just insert one more thing now, now that we're, we're, we're speaking. Sure. Um, um, I think it's really important to understand that, and I've said this before, that only God is sovereign. The enemy mm. is not sovereign. God is sovereign. And the word of God teaches us that the Lord knew us even before we were born. Yes. But Satan did not. Satan understood who we were the day we were born. So there has been a battle for the soul, mm. for every soul, since the day we are born. There's There's a battle. So for me to feel God's presence, to know his power. To me, that was a rescue mission. Mm. I, I I, I can't tell you how, but I understood that if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Ghost, if it wasn't for that encounter at such a young age, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what would have happened to me. I don't know where I would be. You know, it's a war. It's yeah. a war for the soul, mm. you know, and, and God wins. <laughs> yeah. God wins, you know, yeah. God wins. Well, I'm going to keep that little nugget. Sister, you know, God is sovereign, the devil is not. I never not. I never heard not. it that way. That that's good. That's mm -hmm. good. Amen. So being eleven, uh, sister, I'm oh, sorry, twelve, being baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost already. Uh, you know, you're going through your teen years. Um <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh how did that kind of re kind of transfer over to again, we're kind of skipping or kind of going over seasons really quick in your life, but oh. uh how does that kind of translate over to when we find ourselves getting called to ministry? 
uh, in your life? How did that uh, kind of work mm -hmm. out for us? Okay. Well, I, I have my notes here for your questions, but <laughs> I'm going to say something that I don't have on my notes. Oh, that, okay. please. Yeah, yes. I'm say <laughs> please. You know, as I said, I, I had a lot of complexes. I had a lot of insecurities mm. um, growing up, including in my teen years, including after I was baptized. Mm. Um, you know, we, we serve God. We receive the Lord as our Savior. But that doesn't mean that we receive complete healing at that moment. Mm. It's a process. Healing yes. is always a process, you know. And the Lord loves us so much that he sees those areas that we need. We need to be made whole. Yeah. There are certain areas that we need to be made whole. What does that mean? It means to be complete in God. Mm. To be made whole means to be complete in Him. You know, so there are times where we need healing in certain areas. So I um, actually met my husband in my teens. We ended up getting married. You know, we, we got married. And I went into um, a relationship with a minister of the Lord and married a minister of the Lord with all these insecurities and all these complexes. Mm. Okay. And, and you can imagine, what does that do? You know, my poor husband, you know, I, I often tell him, I'm so sorry for those first years. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But God is so good that um, I'll never forget being at a, a conference and the minister or the preacher just preaching and, and just, I, I felt like I was the only one in that church. You know, it's one mm. of those where the church is full, but you feel like you're the only one sitting yeah. there and the Lord is just speaking to you. And I'll never forget when it was time for the altar call that he said this. He said, if you need healing, um, you need to come up. And he said something. He goes, just let it out. Mm. He goes, just, just, if you need to scream, scream. It doesn't matter who's around you. It doesn't matter who hears you. It doesn't matter who is here. God is going to heal right mm. now. And and brother Nahida, um, I knew a lot of people there at that conference. Mm. I knew a lot of people there and a lot of people knew me, mm -hmm. you know. And um, it was a moment where I could have said, you know what, no, yeah. I'm in front of <laughs> but my desperation was so much that I, I understood my insecurities were affecting my life and that calling that was over me. Mm. I understood that. I understood yeah. that. And it was affecting my marriage. It was affecting my relationships, my interpersonal relationships. Yeah. So yeah. I was so desperate. I remember going to the altar. I opened my mouth and I just, I let it out. I let it out. And I just felt like everything, all the insecurities, all the, com everything that the enemy had labeled mm -hmm. me with. Yeah. You know, the enemy had yeah. labeled me. I mean, the Lord was just peeling it all off. Wow. Just peeling. I mean, and I received, I'm going to say, inner healing. Mm -hmm. my, my spirit was healed. My emotions were healed. Um, what I thought of myself and the way I would think about my own self mm -hmm. was healed. I was a person that walked with her head down. Mm. Okay. What you see right now on the screen is not <laughs> what I was <laughs> before. Okay. I would walk with my head down. Yeah. I rarely would look at anyone in the eye. Um, I was, I mean, if you asked me to stand up and to speak, I remember sometimes pastor would ask me, you know, sister, you know, stand up and give thanks or say, mm. I mean, I would end up crying instead of words coming out. I would start crying because I was so insecure, yes. you know, so shy, but in, in an abnormal way. Mm -hmm. um, I remember getting up from that altar, um, brother Najera, and the first thing I noticed were the lights in the church. I, I just noticed the lights because I wasn't looking at the carpet anymore. Yeah. 
I, I remember walking into the dining hall, everybody, I mean, every, I don't know how long I was at the altar. Everyone had already left when I got up. My husband, I remember he helped me up. We were the only ones in the sanctuary. We walk into the, the dining hall and, you know, again, I'm greeting our friends, we're mm -hmm. fellowshipping. And then I notice I'm looking at these people in their eye. I'm mm. looking at people in their eyes, yeah. you know, something that I had never done before in my life. And that was, um, that, that's a landmark for me, that, mm. that service, that conference. I received my healing um, from so much. And this is after I was married. I was already, my husband was already a pastor mm -hmm. when this happened to me. He was already past, we were already pastoring. Mm. So healing had a lot to do with the ministry, going into the ministry, being part of the ministry, and now my own personal ministry. Mm. Because there was just so much there. Yes. And I, I just feel to say this, I, I, I you know, I, we're talking about seasons and yes. growing as a teenager, there was just so much inside of us. And I know that those that are listening, sometimes there's a lot inside of you. It could be years and years of stuff, but God is able to heal, yes. to take that because it's his will that you're made whole, that we are complete in him. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and it's just that analogy of being able to walk with your head up, not so much, oh. you know, with proudness, but the fact that <laughs> oh, no. God yeah. gives you that, that freedom to do walk and live in victory and in freedom you know it it, it empowers yeah. you yeah it's very empowering it's confidence it, it's being um you know confident in god that yes. is yourself. you yes. know it's a god confidence knowing who you finally are i was able to love myself yeah i was able to really see myself for who i was in mm. christ yes. not the label not the labels you know from growing up oh you're a byproduct of divorce oh yeah. you're this oh you're so-and-so's daughter Okay. Mm. No, 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 no. Wow. I was able to finally see myself for who I really was in yeah. Christ. And that is liberating. That is, um, oh my gosh, it, it, it's a yes. confidence in Christ. In yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that brought back so many, so much memories for myself growing up and, you know, mm. coming from a, a broken home, you know, my parents were divorced. We're a little bit later in my life. Um, yeah. But ju just the criticisms or the, the, you know, the self-esteem was so low because people either comment about my weight or about whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I have a lisp, you know, just there, there's something mm -hmm. that people could find, something that, you know, kind of come. And then finally, when I got baptized, it, and the reason why I got, I remember just giving my life to the Lord because it was an experience I had in an altar call one or at an altar one time. And he said, you know what, everything you feel like you're missing, I'm going to be that for you and more. And oh. right there, I just started sobbing, and it kind of reminded oh. me, you know, you're you're there at the altar. You have to have yeah. someone help you up because you've been there so long. Yeah, <laughs> my husband had to peel me off the altar. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and you got to fix your face before you get up because who yeah. knows what's going on? You know, yeah. So you're kind of wiping everything <laughs> off, and and yeah, I remember like you know what? This is it. This is what I know I want to do, and this is who, who I want to give my life to, and. But even then, I, I felt that. And like I said, I got baptized. It was awesome experience. But it was still that, like you mentioned, Sister, it, those labels, those labels kind of mm -hmm. that I associated with. So I remember when I got set aside and I remember when, you know, you, you preach or do this or do that. It's like, no, you need to choose, you know, go to so-and-so or, you know, go to so-and-so. You know, I, yeah. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm just here to serve. You know, and that was very yeah. true. I was. But I remember a pastor friend in, in, in Yuma, Arizona, who, he was pastoring there a while back. He said, you know what, brother? You're, you got chosen for a reason, and you're a vessel. And what God has poured into you, He wants you to give back out. He goes, "Don't make it about the vest, you know, yourself." He mm -hmm. goes, "Invest or give back out what God has poured into you." And I was like, when I started seeing it that way, 
I was thinking, my God, it's not by my power, by my might, but, you know, by the by God's spirit, you know, and Amen. and that's the only reason I could do or do what I do. You know, I, I otherwise, why? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. You know, I think it's so liberating. Um, I remember one of our pastors, I remember him saying something and I grabbed onto this, what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, there are two um, exceptional days in our lives. Mm-hmm. One is the day you received your salvation. Mm-hmm. You know, you become, you, you're saved, you receive the Lord. The second one is when you finally discover what you were born to do, what your calling is, what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, brother, I spent most of my life, my, you know, growing my teenage years wondering Mm -hmm. and then getting married and becoming a minister's wife, becoming a, I mean, you need to, we, we need to understand here, those that are listening to church, women's ministry is only a few years old in our organization. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can agree with me, no. but women's ministry is it, it's 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 a few years old. Mm-hmm. So for a minister's wife, a pastor's wife, and then all my insecurities, I'm mm-hmm. like, God, what am I supposed to be doing? You know, I was I was blessed to always support my husband. I was blessed and called to raise my family, mm-hmm. to raise, you know, and, and, and launch them into their own ministries. But what am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, my I, I always knew that there was something inside of me. I'm I'm sure, Brother Nahara, you can probably give testimony. At a young age, you knew that there was something different about you. You Mm. knew that there was a pull. There was a calling. Mm. You may not even have known the the name to call it, a calling, a minute, but there was something, something. I was never satisfied. I would cry unto Mm. God. I would cry. and I'm Lord, I'm not satisfied. Mm. I am not fulfilled. What am I supposed to be doing? What is my calling? What do you, would you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I knew who I was in Christ yes. that I could actually hear his voice for me. Mm-hmm. Wasn't yes. for the person next to me. Wasn't for so-and-so. Mm. But because I was confident in who I was, I knew he was talking to yes. me now. Does that make sense? Yes, I don't no. know. It, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So any, it like... For example, any goodness in my life, I never thought I deserved anything like that. But like I right. said, the conf- yeah, the confidence that, that God just called you. And, and I never thought I was going to be married. I never thought I was going to have mm. kids. It just makes me kind of like cut my chuckle because I, know, yeah. I have two beautiful boys, you know, that yeah. are 16 and, and 12. Yeah. And and I just praise God for them. And my yeah. wife, my goodness, I, yeah. I couldn't even imagine that that's what someone I would be married to, you know, just... You know, all those goodness, you know, all the God's goodness and beyond all those things, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so I definitely know what you're saying. I, I, you know, I can testify to that for sure. And Amen. Yeah, yes, yes. And um, so, oh, my good. I just. I know there's a lot. <laughs> there's so much that can be said. And, yes. you know, again, gr- growing up, God is so good, as you said, because he will speak to us and he gives us these little landmarks. Yeah. You know, he gives you know, I'll never, re- I'll never forget being at a youth camp. I was about 15, mm-hmm. 15 years old. And I don't know if you remember the late evangelist, Carlos um, Cinecedo. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, he was a speaker and I was maybe 15 years old. I was so young. Again, all my complexities, all my insecurities. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I, in my mind, would never have imagined that I would be chosen, that I would, that the Lord would even have his eye mm-hmm. on me, yeah. you know? And again, it it's all connected to the insecurities yeah. of the past and, and the labels, you know, that the enemy puts on you. Um, and I'll never forget he was preaching 
And at one point he's preaching it and back in, in that time, it was in the in the 70s, of course. Um, the all the young men sat on one side of the church and yes. all the young ladies sat on the other side of the church. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I remember he's preaching and he's looking towards the young man, you know, that side. And then all of a sudden he stops and he he stops talking and he turns around. And he's like standing by my row where I'm sitting and it's me and, and, and a few other young ladies. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and he looks at me and he points in my direction. And he says, some of you here are going to be pastors wise and missionary wise. Wow. Mark my word, you know, this is what the Lord is saying. And then he just turned around and started, continued his preaching. Yeah. I'll never forget that look. I'll never forget the, you know, him pointing. I was so scared because he was looking you know, in my direction was looking at me. And I, in my mind, I was like in awe thinking, Lord, would you really Mm. me, (laughs) you know, me, you know, I always guarded that in my heart. Mm. I always kept that in my spirit. And I think that's probably the first, I'm going to call it a prophetic word that Mm. I ever received. Yeah, I really received it. I held on to it and I never let it go. And by the mercy of God and by his grace and his goodness, as you said, I have been a pastor's wife and I have yes. been a missionary's wife, you know, that that prophetic word was fulfilled in my yes. life, you know, but at that time it was just so far away. Like, yes. how could that be? Who me? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even talk. I can't even look at people in the eye. <laughs> Sister, you're bringing up so many memories. I, yeah. Being, <laughs> and then, you know, you especially you're at camps as a young person or district, district services, whatever. So you always wanted the preacher, like when they start pro- prophesying, you're like, Oh, please. Lord, I know. Man. Speak something to me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned um, it's a ministry that you're involved in now. You said it's for single, for single moms. Is that what you're mentioning? Um, No, I'm not involved in it, but it's, it it, it is a ministry that our national ladies, the Dorcas, um, they do have it. It's, um, um, gosh, I'm going to say maybe five to seven years old. Okay. Um, Yes. And the national ladies, it's a, it's a, um, it's part of mm-hmm. their um their department okay um and it's it's a ministry that began about five to seven years ago and the ministry the focus is to minister to single moms mm. or um sisters whose husbands do not attend church you know wow. that may not be baptized and it's a powerful ministry it's yes. in every district at this point yeah it, it pretty much is in every district that is point. great. That and it's is called great. the Still Standing Ministry. Still sta- yeah. I like that, Still Standing. Yeah. yeah my mom being a, a single mom for years, you know, mm-hmm. and just that stigma yeah. that's kind of attached to that, right. you know. Yeah. So I'm glad that that's, yeah, definitely. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, sister, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, the Lord, you know, kind of bringing us to certain places. And again, there's seasons, there, there comes, you know, these little road, uh, these intersection in the roads, you know, of our lives. Um, was there anything that that kind of distinctly sticks out for you? Like, you know, you're in ministry now, but and and you know, you're you feel confident in, in what God's doing in you, but something that just to kind of bring that kind of brought you back a little bit. You know, a time where you kind of felt distant or like, wait a minute, are we, you know, are we sure that that we're kind of going down this path correctly? Was there anything that kind of sticks out in your mind in your experience? You know, I read that question <laughs> and um, it's really hard for me to answer. I'll tell you why. Mm. Because there's been, there have been so many. Mm. Okay. There have been so many. Yeah. Um, 
our ministry, my husband's ministry, our pastorship, mm -hmm. and my personal ministry um, has really been marked by suffering. We are marked people by wow. God. Yeah. And I, 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 I always say this to people that ask me, you know, about ministry. Um, we have been marked by God, and there are so many. Um, I've, I've, I've actually considered writing a book about it mm. because there have been so many. Okay. Yeah. Um, I even have the title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, this is what I can say. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. Of course, yeah. you know, um, there's been sickness, there's been betrayal, mm. there's been rejection, there's been um, so much suffering. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, when we suffer, it's very normal to feel distant from God. It's mm. very normal to begin to doubt the Lord, especially when your ministry is attacked. Mm. You know, again, I'm a, I am a woman in ministry. Mm -hmm. I am a woman in ministry and women's ministry. And I'm speaking, when I say women's ministry, I'm speaking in the capacity of operating in the gifts of the spirit. I'm speaking in the capacity of, um, of what maybe we were not used to, mm -hmm. you know, if I can say that um, respectfully, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's attack, there's misunderstanding, mm -hmm. there's um, those who, who do not want, yeah. you know, to see that, you know, and I say this carefully and respectfully, because that's not the point here, yes, but if yes. absolutely there has been doubts at times, there has, there has been suffering. Um, and, and this is the key for me personally, what I have learned, mm -hmm. what my husband and I have learned is that, it is so important to understand the sovereignty of God over our lives. Mm. Because even in that suffering, even in the misunderstanding, even in the attack, you know, even in the attack, God is sovereign. Yes. And there's a reason that he is permitting the attack. Mm. You know, you know, um, the sovereignty of God empowers us in mm. our suffering. You know, the sovereignty of God will always have a purpose and a plan in our suffering. Suffering. So what is a sovereign? What does the word sovereignty mean? This word sovereignty means a supreme power or authority. And it's it's a power that is beyond the power for someone else to intervene. In other words, mm. God's sovereignty, no one can intervene in God's sovereignty. Yes. If he's going to permit suffering, if he's going to permit an attack, if he's going to permit betrayal, rejection, there is a reason. Mm. And, and if he's not allowing anyone to intervene in that, He's yeah. working. He's doing something because suffering empowers us. Mm -hmm. Those moments of doubting, those moments of feeling distant from God, the Lord is working. Mm -hmm. Our suffering empowers us. It teaches us. It equips us. Suffering enlarges our territory. Mm -hmm. It enlarges yes. our territory. Why? Because we learn. We learn, you know, and, and why do we learn? Because the Lord needs for us to gain that knowledge and that understanding so that we can help someone else, yes. so that we can speak life. You know, when someone else is yes. doubting, when someone else is feeling far and distant from God, no, we know, and we can speak that life into mm. someone else, you know? So anyone that's feeling doubt and or doubting your ministry, um, gosh, gosh, what can we even say about that? When you begin to doubt your yeah. ministry, this is so important because the enemy uses that quite a bit. Mm. The enemy will use that quite a bit. It's so important, again, to know who you are in Christ, to know your calling, yes. you know, yeah. with all confidence because the doubt will come. Mm -hmm. The attack will come. You know, it, it's going to come. 
but that's the time of growth. That's the time of overcoming the enemy. Mm. That's the time of, ta- of of using that power over the enemy and using your authority over the enemy. Yes. You know, because it does happen. Yes. It does happen. And and it is not God's will for us to step back. It is not God's will for us to retreat. Mm. You know, it, it is not God's will. We are called, yes. you know, in, in a specific area. And um, especially for this hour, especially yes. for this hour. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm so glad you, you, you stated that, sister. And I hope that in someone that's listening to this and hearing this, you know, can can apply that because it can go so wrong so fast in the time of doubts, uh, you know, or you're going through a situation because mm-hmm. you can see it that way and keep trusting in God or it can kind of flip it upside, upside up, up, it can flip it side upside down and it can yeah. just kind of draw you even further, which ultimately that that's never was the will of God, you know, so. Wow. Absolutely. Um, perspective is everything. Yes. Our perspective in God is, is, is everything. Mm. What did he, t- you know, a lot of people can tell you something, but what did God tell you? Mm. What did God speak to you? Yeah. Especially in the beginning, during your formation, during your suffering, what did God say? Yeah. Because what God said, that's it. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that's it. Um, it's just so important. And, and I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, The Tale of the Three Kings. No, I've heard of it, but no, I haven't read it, no. So it's an excellent book for anyone in ministry to read. Anyone in ministry. It's an excellent book. I yes. highly recommend it. Um, it kind of talks about, you know, what you just said right now, those times where, where we can either go the right way or we can mm. go the wrong way, you know. Um, and it talks about um, perspective. It talks about why we go through certain things mm. that we don't understand, you know, because God is working in us. Yeah. He's doing something inside of us that we don't understand at the moment. And I guess this is what I, what I mean that it is so important to understand the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. It is so important yeah. to understand the sovereignty of God over your life and yes. to understand, to know it. What did God say to yes. you? What did God say? And, and that's how you live. Yeah. You live above the circumstance. You live above the trial. You live above what's happening. I, I've learned to stay in that place. Man. I've learned to live above and stay what and where I know. Mm-hmm. I know what God said. Yeah. I know what God said. And that's where I stay. <laughs> that's where I stay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Wow. That, that's, that's amazing. You know, you, you hear... You hear you hear preachings and teachings throughout the year, at, throughout the years, you know, and uh, as long as we, I've been in this, and, and it's just a great. Uh, this is the one part that I feel blessed to be able to not only share this with other people that are listening, but it also instills and pours in me. You know, it just brings yeah. back, you know, like man, that's, you know, I haven't saw that, or I, I, I you know, I probably knew that, but I didn't remember about that, and oh. wow, you know, like that's yeah. that's that's exactly perspective. That's what I need to focus on. You know, yes. Wow, that's awesome. Hi, this is good, sister. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, so, sister, um, in your journey so far, uh, you know, um, we've had, uh, you know, like such as myself, I've had people that have influenced in my life, uh, you know, preachers, teachers, family members, friends, you know, acquaintances, whatever, you know, that, that we go in, that we go through in this life. And um, who, who would you say, though, were people that were most influential or impactful in your life? 
I know sometimes one person doesn't cut it. You know, it's a, it's a whole list of people. But yeah. who, who would you? Who kind of stands out in your mind, sister? Well, I have about maybe four, four, yeah. five, maybe. Um, and I will name them. The first one, of course, is my husband, mm. um, Pastor Guillermo Cardenas. My husband, I believe, was probably the first person to recognize um, my ministry um, as a man of God. And, and as a husband and just as a man understanding that um, that I had a personal ministry apart from the pastorship, apart from mm-hmm. what I do with him, mm-hmm. you know, and he is actually the one that launched me. He is actually the person that believed in me, that would speak into me, pray for me. And he still does, you know, mm-hmm. um, encourage me, you know, um, confirm you know, he, he's the one that would confirm, um, when, when the Lord began to use me, um, in my personal ministry in the gifts of the spirit, um, it, it began in our very first pastorship. We were young. I only had two of my four children at the time, brother Willie and sister Vanessa. And, um, at that time, the Lord began to use me in the gift of discernment, the word of knowledge, and even inter- interpretation of tongues. And my husband allowed it. Mm-hmm. Because he recognized it mm-hmm. and he believed in it. He believed in the gifts of the spirit, um, according to Corinthians 12. One. Um, and he, of, of course, me being, I am a woman under authority. Mm-hmm. That's important to say. That's always important to say. I'm a, I am a woman in ministry, but I am also a woman under authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's very key to anyone who's going to have a personal ministry. Okay. Um, so it would be my husband. You know, he first recognized it. Um, I remember in, in our the first pastorship, the Lord began to use me. Then in the mission field, he began to use me in mm-hmm. a different way. And then um, about eight, it's it's only been about eight years that I myself have come to a place where I completely understand fully um, my gifting and the calling over my life, my assignment. It's only been about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um the rest of all those years, I was home raising children, mm. supporting my husband, you know, ministering and serving. And my kids would go out and I'd be home, you know, yeah. praying for them, supporting them. So it's only been about eight years that I have come to that full understanding mm. of my calling and my my ministry where I don't question it. Mm. I don't question it anymore. And, and the devil can't make me question mm. it anymore. That's, you know, it's only been about eight years. Um, so him first. Um, the second person, of course, you know, as God begins to form all of us, Brother Nahida, he begins to place people, you know, because he needs to teach us. The Lord needs to impart into us. Um, Another person that has confirmed has and who has mentored me has been Bishop Joe Prado and his wife, Patty Prado, Mm. of East Palo Alto Apostolic Church there in um, East Palo Alto, California. Um, Them, as well as missionary Drusilla Fontana Rosa. They are the, her and her husband are missionaries in the UK, in the United Kingdom, Mm. there in London. Um, she is also a powerful woman of God who God uses as well. Um, she has her powerful personal ministry who is highly used in the gifts of the spirit. And the Lord has used her to mentor me, to help me understand things. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time when I thought something was wrong with me. Why is it that I know things about people? Why is it that I'm feeling this? Why is it that I can do dis- You know, yeah. I didn't even know what discernment was. I didn't know mm-hmm. what certain things were because Years ago, there was no one really to tell you. Mm. There was no one to tell me, you know, in, in our church. And respectfully, I say this, mm-hmm. um, 
there has not been a whole lot of teaching on the gifts of the spirit, especially for women. Mm. Okay. Um, missionary Drusula Fontana Rosa has written a book for women on the gifts of the spirit. And it's available. If you go onto her website, you know, it's there. So she has been a close friend and a mentor for me as well. Um, and then the next person that I could mention what is the late, he passed away last year, um, evangelist George Pantages. I don't know if you yes. knew him or had heard of him. Yes. He was a personal friend, a family friend, and as well a mentor mm. who imparted into me as well. Wow. Amen. So yes. these are key people, and the Lord will do that in our lives. He puts key people for a time to answer questions, to remove all doubt, and to confirm and mm. to affirm and as well as our authorities, yes. again, as a woman in ministry, it is important for me, if I'm going to influence other women, it is so important that we are um, women under authority, because that is your confirmation, that is your protection. My husband is my covering, he is mm. my protection. You know, he's my covering, but he's also my protection. Yes. You know, and bishops have confirmed my, our ministry. So authority is very important. It's yes. very important. Amen. Yes, definitely, and yeah, I, I it's interesting. Um, you know, as a young, what a young when I was first starting out ministry and I was younger, and then people, you know, hey, they would come invite me. Do you want to go preach at a youth service? And yeah, it'll be fun. You know, let's go. And then uh, my pastor sat me down and said, "Listen, um, it's fine. You know, th this was in Blythe. It's fine if you want to go. I'm, I'm happy they're inviting you." But but we need to have a conversation, you know, before, yeah. you know, you accept invitations or anything like, oh, and then, you know, we kind of talked about it and it made so much sense. You know, you're under the covering, of, you know, I'm your pastor and, you know, and it made so much sense to me. I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, so anytime people would call or what it's like, you know what? Um, I'm going to talk to my pastor, you know, and see what we come mm -hmm. back with. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I definitely get it. Your your ministry is in the anointing, the covering of, of your authority. That's right. uh, yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and like, like I said earlier, if, if I want to pour out to what, if I want to pour out what God has poured into me, then I need to make sure that, yeah, I'm, I'm also doing it under my authority because that's, Amen. that's the only way that's going to work for sure. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Pastor Pantages, uh, he was preaching years, years ago as I was a young man and he was in Parker, Arizona. And he was prophesying over people, and and I was one of the ones that got picked, you wow. know. And he, yeah, and and I just remember that it just really quite, you know. Uh, what's the oh, word, yeah. sister? You know, mild, you know, just really mild tempered, you know, when he preached, and, mm -hmm. and it was like, wow, <laughs> you know, there's all he was, four. He was a very gentle yes. person, gentle human. Yes. He was a gentle human being. Um, he was an introvert. He was very shy, mm. but so powerful in yes. his spirit. So, and so much knowledge, yes. so much knowledge. And um, there are times that my husband would call him or I, you know, with my husband's permission, we would be on the phone together. I, I need to, I have a question, yeah. you know, I'm not understanding this. And, and he would bring, awesome. he would bring revelation. Yes. Yeah. Powerful man of God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, when he passed away, I, um, I actually wrote, on my Facebook page, I, I wrote um, in memory of, you know, just, mm. just my own, you know, to honor him. And I remember just asking the question at the end. Um, first of all, who am I going to call now? Oh. <laughs> you know, I can't call you anymore. Yeah. I said that, but I also, I also asked, I posed a question, you know, because Brother Pantages would speak truth without the, without fear of what 
someone was going to think. Mm. But it was the, the truth of God, you know, yes. not in a bad way, in, in a godly way, in a powerful way. Yes. And I posed the question, who's going to take your place? Mm. You know, now who's going to do this? Yes. Who's going to do what the church needs in this hour? Yeah. You know, and I pose that question right now to those who are listening. Yes. Who is going to, you know, do this in this hour, you yeah. know, the time that we're living in? Yes. To preach the truth without fear. Yes, exactly. The truth with, yes. Not mm-hmm. your opinions, not about what yeah. you, yeah, but the truth, the without truth fear. of the word yes. of God without fear. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I always uh, quote Pastor Jeff Arnold. Uh, I don't, when he preaches, he always says, I don't mean to be unkind. And that's when you know he's going to lay down some truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love hearing him. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Oh, uh, well, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's interesting because, you know, we're coming to a time now it, it, in, you know, just overall in, in the world where, you know, we had the season of COVID and, and now it kind of seems like it's gone, it's going away or it's gone. I guess it's going away, gone away, but you know, it, we're still taking precautions in some areas. Um, but how, how has that affected you there? Uh, I know you were just mentioned to me, you just recently got there to banning California in, de- mm-hmm. in December, right? In December. We received the church in December. December. Uh, mm-hmm. But how has that kind of been, uh, how's that experience been with dealing with COVID there? Okay. Well, when, um, COVID, um, began in 2020, I believe it was, Mm. we were pastoring the church in Oklahoma City. Mm. Um, So that's where we were mostly impacted, you know, Mm. at that time. Um, So, you know, I think that when COVID happened, the pandemic began, I think that as a church in general, I think we were all in shock, Mm. although I believe we should not have been. Mm. You know, that's that's my personal opinion. Um, I think we should have known better. But we were all in shock. Okay, um, I believe we were challenged. I mm-hmm. believe that we have we changed. Mm-hmm. I, I want to believe many of us have changed. You know, mm-hmm. we've been transformed <laughs> through the, all this. Um, I believe the wheat and the tares were separated. Wow. Yeah. You know, and, and um, I actually gave a little lesson during in 2020 regarding this because there were those who arose to the occasion, but there were those who got lost. Mm-hmm. And it was hurtful. Um, there was a time where I think pastors were being blamed. The churches were being blamed. Yet, as a church, we forgot what the Word of God says, mm. that there was going to be a time where the wheat and the tares were going to be separated. Mm. You know, And there was absolutely nothing that we, the church, could do about that mm. because that is the Lord's jurisdiction mm. you know, to do so. But more importantly for me, when the pandemic um, began and even up to now, um, our our experience, my husband and I, during that that those first few months and that whole year, I really believe that the Lord was sending ministering angels to our homes. Mm-hmm. You know, I I believe the Lord was just commanding angels to go into our homes to minister to all of us in a very personal way, to speak to us mm-hmm. in a very personal way. Because since 2020. I don't believe we're, we are the same people and I do not believe and I hope that we do not go back to, to go mm. back to what we think is normal. Yeah. Um, I do not believe that it is God's will mm. for us to go back to the norm. Yeah. I, I, I don't believe that he permitted so much for us to just forget about what we learned that one year, yeah. you know, and to go back. Um, we need to be better. We need to have perspective. Uh, There needs to be clarity of what God is doing. And when I said that the church was in shock and we should not have been, it's because um, 
as a church, I believe that the Lord speaks to us mm -hmm. and there needs to be clarity as to what he is doing in this hour. Mm -hmm. We need to know as a church, what is God doing? And we need to understand it and be part of it, mm. you know, not run from it or go against it. Um, I'll be honest. I think in the beginning, a lot of, a lot of us in the church were going against what God was actually doing mm. because we couldn't understand it. Yeah. We couldn't understand until, you know, we finally got it. You know, God is doing something yeah. and he continues to do something. I know that, um, things have, probably calm down, yeah. you know, thank the Lord. You know, of course, obviously we all hurt for our friends. We all lost friends. You yeah. know, we all know somebody that, that we lost and, and there are no words and it's hard to understand that. Mm -hmm. um, but I know that the Lord has, has done something in this hour and he continues to do. Um, if I can be very honest in this hour, I really believe that the Lord is exposing. I believe he's revealing mm -hmm. and I believe that he is, giving a word to mm. his church. You know, he's, he's giving a word. We really need to understand what's happening in the spiritual realm. Mm. You know, it, it's not us against each other. It's not this opinion or that opinion. Mm. What is happening in the spiritual realm? What is going on? You know, and that's what we need to understand mm. so that we know where we stand as a church and for this hour, mm -hmm. for the hour that we're living in. Yeah. No, that's very true. I yeah, there's I don't think there's any going back to normal. And I I had a an opportunity to to uh, interview Pastor Anthony Romo and that's what he was kind of talking about, you know, we we can't go back, you know, cuz God took us through so much, you know, brought us yeah. through so much that how can you go back to what it was before, you know? So it hopefully gave us uh like you were mentioning the keyword earlier perspective, perspective on what worked mm -hmm. and what didn't mm -hmm. work. What we used to find, right. in, yeah. What we used to find important, and now what right. we know is not important anymore. Absolutely, you know? yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. What is important and what is not important mm. anymore. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you know, and if we look um at the Book of Isaiah, because I mentioned in the beginning that one of my key verses for my life it's in the Book of mm. Isaiah. If we look at the Book of Isaiah and we look at Bible commentaries, um. Bible commentaries talk about that the people of God in the world and the church at that time, there was just a lot of chaos. Mm. It was a very dark time. As, as a matter of fact, in Isaiah 60 verses one and two, that's when the Lord gives a prophetic word to rise and shine, you know, mm. um, because deep darkness will cover the earth and the deep darkness will cover the people. But upon you, my glory will wow. shine upon you. So that's a prophetic word. And co Bible commentaries talk about during that time. It's so interesting to me. Because it's they, they say that it was a time of suffering. There was history of war. But what is so interesting to me that Bible commentaries say that in the book of Isaiah, that they were plagues of darkness at a global scale. Wow. I mean, that really kind of threw me. I was, it just kind of threw me for Luke. I'm, I'm like, that's what we're living in right yeah. now. This is a Bible commentary talking about the book of Isaiah. But that is what we are living now. And then in the, but yet in the middle of all that, the people of God received that prophetic word from the Lord to arise and shine, shine. to arise and shine. There is yes. darkness over the people. There's darkness, but upon you, it will be, my glory will be seen upon you. Mm. You know, chapter 60 verses one and two. So I feel that that is a time that we're living in. Yes. You know, that, that, that's, that's what this should be doing to us, to the church. That is what the Lord mm. is doing. There's darkness. Yes. There's a pandemic. There yes. has been so much, 
but we need to rise up. We need to shine because his glory is not only upon us, but it is inside of us. Yes. You know, and, and what does the word glory mean? It's the visible manifestation mm. of the presence of God. And what does that look like? What would that look like to those that are listening? What would that yes. look like to those that do not have Christ or in so much need? Yeah. Standing in my calling, to me, the visible manifestation of God are miracles, signs, mm. wonders. Healings, liberations, restoration, you know, yes. a marriage being healed, um, a homosexual walking into the church and being set free, mm. you know, the prodigal walking back into yes. the church and, and returning to God. That's what a manifestation of God's presence looks like to me personally, mm. you know, personally, that's my personal opinion, mm. you know, um, that there's restoration, that that the the addict is, is liberated from yes. drugs, you know, addictions are, are people with addictions are set free. You know, that is a ma visible manifestation of God's presence in someone's life in this hour yeah. for me. That's yeah. what it looks like for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, time to, to stand up and shine. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Wow. Yes. So um, for 2022, Sister Lord willing, you know, we're we're in uh, April, March. I'm sorry. Get into April already. What what do you feel? Um, what does your outlook look like for your ministry, and and your local church ministry there? How, how uh, what do you feel that uh, the Lord's kind of pulling or directing you towards for these Amen. for this year? Amen. Well, um, for our local church, you know, <clears throat> my heart is in the local church, and my passion, my desire is for the glory of God to be mm -hmm. visibly manifested, just like I just said. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's my passion, you mm -hmm. know. Um, <clears throat> every time we go to our services, there has to be a manifestation of God. Mm -hmm. there, there, there just has to be. We are in the hour where we can no longer operate the same, just like we were talking mm -hmm. about just a few minutes ago. Things cannot be the same anymore um there has to be a manifestation there has to be a valor a a courage there has to be bravery to step in to what is not um to step into what is not normal yeah. <laughs> anymore you know there has to be that bravery that fearlessness to declare healing over people mm. that fearlessness to believe that god is going to set this person at the altar, yeah. this person right here, I mean, I don't know if they're, they're going to walk into my local church again. So you know what? Right now is my moment, yeah. and I'm not going to wait. Yeah. I, you know, there's there's gifting inside of me. The Lord, it's just constant. You know, the Lord convicts me all the time. I don't know about you, Brother Nahara, but the Lord will convict me. And during this pandemic, the Lord has convicted me. What are you doing with the gifting I, I have given you for this time? Mm. You know, how are you using it? in your environment how are you using it in your local church so for 2022 i think it's a time where we need to see the miracles we need to see the signs we need to see the we need to stop being afraid we yeah. need to be fearless and, and walk in what we have always preached and taught mm -hmm. and believe in you know declare healing declare a word speak a word over somebody mm -hmm. um you know, use the gifting that God. And so that's, that is my passion mm. for my local church, for my personal ministry. 
Um, I, I will say the Lord has spoken to me. You know, there, there are a few things that the Lord has asked me to do and um, I must obey. Mm. You know, I think that's my challenge, you know, is to obey yeah. what God has asked me to do for this hour. Um, there's, there is a project that I have. Um, it's personal that I, I know God wants me to write. I, I know mm. that um, it's been years. Mm. It's been years that the Lord has has imparted that into me. It's been years that the Lord has used um, others mm. to confirm it. And when the pandemic began, um, one day in prayer, the Lord spoke very clearly to me and gave me clear instructions, mm. you know, in this regard. So for me, if you're going to ask me um, what is my outlook for for my future and my personal ministry, it's to be obedient to what yes. God has already instructed me to do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' yes. name. Please pray for me, everyone. Yes. No, <laughs> yeah, it, pray for me. <laughs> and, and I pray that, that it comes into fruition. And it's okay. going to be a process, you know, especially with writing. But I, I was just thinking, I was talking to my wife, and it's so interesting, not too long ago. I go, it, it's a shame that we have so many scholars, Bible scholars in our assembly. We have so many mm. uh, gifted, you know, uh pastors and, and ministers and, and, you know, men, women, you, you know, whatever across the board, but we don't, we don't have that many authors that are published right. or, you know, like even Bible study resources. I wish I could go to, you know, our assembly website and I have to look at some, I mean, like you're saying, no disrespect, somebody else's, you know, publishing, right. but apostolic assembly uh, publishing where, you know, we have Bible studies or we have this or we have that. And, and yeah, so I think such a time as this, sister. <laughs> You're convicting me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, as I mentioned, sister missionary Drusilla Fontorero, so she yes. has written actually two books. And her, I believe her books are there at the assembly. One is on the gift of the spirit. I meant to look um, for them. Yes. yes. And, you yes. know, I, Sister Frances Fernandez has written books. Um, there's a few other authors. But you are convicting me right now because it's true what you're saying. Yes. It, it is so true. And, and there are more more of us that mm -hmm. should be sharing um our experience yes and, and then brethren uh because i know you know all walks of life i pray right. listen to this podcast not only just you know church people or apostolics absolutely but my i, I mean to get behind you know our our local uh, you mm -hmm. know our assembly authors and you know mm -hmm. i know pastor jacob rodriguez writes a lot of books That's you know right. yes, yes. Yeah. So just just to get on them and 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 so that way you can use that for material or whatever else. But yeah, I I think we need to. I I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what it is, but we need to get behind each other. <laughs> Very true. Yes. Very true. Yes. Amen. Definitely for the honor and glory of God. First of all, Amen. But, but Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And it's our legacy. You know, that's a conviction the Lord has actually put in my heart as well. Um, I I need to leave a legacy for my mm. children. Yeah. Wow. I need to yes. write my story, if not for others, at least for my own. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I, I tell my, my family, I go, you know, I don't, God puts this in my heart to do this podcast. I go, I, I don't see a lot of feedback a lot of times, but that's not, it's just like ministry. You don't see really no. the fruits of it. Yeah. I go, but it's so interesting when people come up and they're like, you know, brother, please keep going. I'm like, oh, thank you. Absolutely. But, but the one thing I, I think greater than all that, besides hopefully that it'll bring somebody to a church or, or, you know, just that they heard it, but that I get to leave this, you know, I said, if I pass away, I go, you guys look on YouTube. I'll be right there. <laughs> right. You know, yes. Right Amen. There. Yeah. Amen. This is your legacy to you, to your own. Absolutely. Yes. And if I could just insert, now that you just mentioned this, um, 
How old is this podcast, if you don't mind me asking? No, not at all. This, here. No, no, this is, uh, I think this is going to be the eighth year, the eighth year for the podcast. So, Brother Nahida, you were, you were already in the future. Well, you know, <laughs> the, you were pre-pandemic. We're now post-pandemic, but you yes. were pre-pandemic because when everything happened, that was one of the main challenges. You know, mm. I, I'm so proud of my husband as a pastor at that time. I mean, the, we went online. He got oh, his yes. media team. You know, everything was yeah. done with such excellence, you know. And that was a challenge for many churches to yes. go online, to do podcasts, to go on Zoom, and and to just keep the church, you know, yes. keep the church going, to keep preaching, to keep doing, you know, for the Lord. So, Brother Nahara, you, um, you are a trailblazer. But- <laughs> pre-pandemic yeah you're you're a trailblazer so i congratulate you oh thank you never think never think that our our our, um what we do for the lord is in vain i'll never forget um as i told you in my personal ministry i remember there are times where i would think something was wrong with me Mm. but yet i knew what god was telling me i knew when um eight years ago like i said when my ministry began Mm -hmm. full force fully completely I'll, I'll never forget a, a, a pastor's wife came up to me at an event that I was speaking at and said, Sister Cardenas, 10 years ago, you prayed for me and the Lord healed me. Wow. Brother, I didn't even know. Yeah. I remember praying for her, but I I didn't know that that even happened. Yeah. I didn't know that the Lord had healed her. She had never shared that with me. And she, and that was just a confirmation, you yes. know, like you say, when, when someone comes to you and tells you, what a blessing. Yeah. So, Brother Nahada, first of all, you're a trailblazer. <laughs> Pre-pandem- pre-pandemic, Pre-pandemic, you were already doing what everyone was trying to do, yeah. you know, these last two, three years. <laughs> and um, we didn't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and here you are, post-pandemic, and, and the Lord is still using you. Yes, yeah, for his honor and his glory. And, and, and like, yeah, and that kind of, you know, like I said, it... it it, it kind of gives me a little push when, when someone does it, Hey, you know, I, I heard this and I heard this and, and it was so awesome. And so, and I was like, yeah. praise God, you know, and, and it gives me like, then I start reaching out to more people yeah. and, and that's kind of the most of the challenge part because like, who's this guy reaching out to? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be afraid. So yeah. yeah. Afraid. No more. Not in this hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. Afraid. Yeah. So, but praise God. Yeah. For the honor and glory yeah. of the Lord and, 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 um, yeah, I, I really enjoy, like I said, doing it. And, and like I said, I glean so much from it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as much as I hope, I pray that, like I said, people will, will pick something up from it for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, Sister, when when thinking about your experiences as a Christian, um, if you could encourage someone today that's listening or going to be watching or listening later, if, if maybe if they should continue their journey, because... Like you were mentioning, some people, you know, during this this pandemic kind of, you know, got weeded out a little bit and maybe they fall to the wayside and they just realize like, wait a minute, do I still have a chance? Is there still opportunity? Or maybe for people that are just thinking, you know, maybe I should go to a church, you know, maybe I should look into this. What, what would your what would your advice or your counsel to them be at this time? Right. So, you know, as you ask the question, um, I really have a heart for um, the prodigal. I have a heart for the prodigal. Um, we have been doing a series the last few weeks on um, church hurt, Sister Drusilla and I. I don't know if you've had a chance to to look at, at our mm-hmm. sessions. Um, on They are on YouTube as well and Facebook. But um, it's been about a month that we have been um, doing a series on church hurt. And the mm-hmm. last two to three weeks, we did um, 
a series on church hurt through the eyes of a PK, pastor's kid, preacher's kid. That's what I said, yes. Okay. Um, so I really have a heart for the prodigal. And if I could speak to anyone, to any prodigal that, that that's listening right now, um, first of all, your feelings are, are valid. Mm. You know, what you are feeling, your pain, your hurt, it's valid. It's valid. But if I can give you any advice, you know, it, it's time to take your power back. Mm. It's time to um, take your spiritual life back, your relationship with God. Take it back from those who took it from you. Mm. You know, um, it's time to forgive and to release. It's time to um, to identify, identify what happened to you. That's so important when it comes to healing, you know, regard, yes. regarding um, church hurt. It's so important to identify what happened to you and, and call it for what it really is. The mm. Lord will not get mad at that, you know. Um, because that's the only way that you can confront it, you know, confront what happened, confront your emotions, confront your feelings and know that they're valid, yeah. that before the Lord, you know, the, the ministry of Jesus here on earth was to, um, to heal the sick, mm -hmm. to heal the wounded, to heal those who, who, who have suffered. And he never blamed, he never mm -hmm. blamed them for the hurt they were feeling, but he did, he did tell them. Go and sin no more. Yes. He would heal them. He would heal them. He would heal their hurt. He would heal their pain. But he would tell them, now go and sin no more. Yeah. He didn't blame them. He didn't demean them. He didn't, why aren't you strong enough? And why did that hurt? No, 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 no. No. He loved them. He healed them. And he simply said, go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. Why? Because unforgiveness is a sin. You know, having something, you know, all the, all the stuff that comes with church hurt, you know, mm -hmm. we all know. You know, we, we all know that it's not okay to keep that in our spirit. It's not okay um, to blame God. It's not okay, you know. And, and anyone going through church hurt knows this already. Mm -hmm. But I think what they need to know is that God loves them. Yes. That God um, wants to heal them, you know, and that the Lord um, validates yes. and, and values what they're feeling, what they're thinking. Yeah. And that most of all, that the Lord is calling them back. The Lord is calling them back, you know, yeah. and just wants to heal. And, and if I can encourage any prodigal, you know, it's time to come home. Mm. It's just time to come home. You know, we love you. Um, gosh, you know, take back your power. Yeah. Take back your spiritual life because God is not what happened to you. God is not man that he should lie. God is not what they said. God is not what happened. Separate that from who, you know, separate from what happened to who God really is. Yes. You know, know who God really is. Yes. And God is not what happened. You know, God is, is, is he is the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross. Mm -hmm. He shed his blood just for you. Yes. Just for you. You know, and it's his blood and his mercy and his grace that can heal you, that can save you. And make you whole yes. again, you know, just make you whole. So come home. Amen. Any prodigal that's listening, just come home. Amen. Come home. We love you. Amen. Yes. Yeah, and and I got you. I'm glad you brought that. That was a, the last thing I, I saw was on your Facebook feed, sister. Was the uh, the for the pastors' kids? You know, yeah. it was some kind of session that you were having. Um, so yeah, church or yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Wow, that's wow. another subject. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's another subject. Yeah, but, you know. yeah. But and, and, and again, I think that's something else that can definitely turn itself on its own head, or you know, kind of get you to see something like in perspective, where it can mm -hmm. be something that 
you know, you can deal with anger. You can deal. There's there's ways we can deal with things that happen in our lives. And, and and when we don't approach it in that way or in a, in a certain sense, then then like you were mentioning, it becomes something where it can kind of just, you know, take mm-hmm. over our hearts and our minds and mm-hmm. and you know it, it becomes this whole other thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I don't know if this is the same thing or not, but I remember having this conversation with one of my sisters. It, it's so interesting. I don't know if it's a cultural thing. I always say that because I don't know. I, you know, I just know my culture. Right. But, <laughs> But uh, when when someone would hurt somebody, especially at a young age, you would never call them out in a sense because you didn't want to hurt someone else's feelings, you know, that 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 uncle or that aunt because you didn't want the grandmother to get upset or get sick, you know. So you you hold on to it, and then you felt like you did something wrong, and it's like, wow. So it it again, it just it can become a lot greater and you live with it. You can live with it so many, so long. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That it just kind of consumes, it becomes all consuming. And, but yeah, I, that it's very true. It's very true for sure. Um, all right. Well, sister, I really want to appreciate everything that you've brought up to so far. It's been such a blessing to hear. Um, but before we get you going, I definitely want to know how can we connect with your services, your ministry, your church there where you're at, sister. Amen. So as I mentioned, it, we received the church in December. So we're about three months in and God has just really blessed us. Um, my husband is in the process of rebranding the church. I wish I could tell you our new name, but no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done That's okay. Yet, so. Yeah, yeah, we're the church, you know, they got to hear. So we, we are in the process of rebranding the church. Um, we have had um, visitors. We are getting ready to give Bible study, baptism Bible study. So we're, we're excited. We're excited mm. for what God is doing. Um, at this time, we again we're rebranding, which was which is going to include our Facebook page oh, okay. and all our social media levels. So at this time, I've had a lot of people reach out to me through um, my personal Facebook oh, or okay. through Messenger. Just send me a message, and we will absolutely call you. We are here to serve. We have we have um, received quite a few messages. Um, thank the Lord, we have been able to go and minister to quite a few families already in these three months. And as I said, God is just blessing the church. Um, pray for us because we, again, we, we, um, we need to get it to that level where um, we can have that outreach or, or where, yes, where we can have that outreach, you know, yes. and just reach out, reach out. And, and um, there's no, there are no boundaries and no um, barriers into um, us being able to serve you. Yes. So we are in the process of that. So as a, as for now, we are in Banning, California. We are located at 80 North 8th Street here in Banning, California. Our services are um, on Wednesday. We have prayer from 7 to 8. Um, in May, we will be beginning prayer and Bible study, discipleship classes. And on Sundays, we have bilingual service at 1130. And again, the goal is to eventually have an all English and an all Spanish service. Um, But right now it is at 1130 bilingual. And we look forward to hearing from you or to seeing you. We're here to serve. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And and it's always, I always mention it and I want to start keeping my promises, but you know, to go visit. You know, I definitely, my wife goes, we got to go visit, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I hear Arizona's not too far. What's that? I hear Arizona's not oh, too not... <laughs> far from where we are at. Yeah, That's I don't okay. know. It's probably, eight, uh, I'm just guessing, probably eight hours or something, but it, it shouldn't be too from bad. From Tucson? Tucson uh, from Tucson, maybe. Maybe. Okay. 
Yeah, well, from from we're at to like the very like in the Blythe where California where I'm used to, right. it, it's about um, it's four hours, like four and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, between okay. here and there, so. Okay. So yeah, and uh, but yeah, definitely we'd we'd love to you know meet you in person and and pastor there and 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 get to see hopefully that'll come to pass one day for us for sure amen amen you're always welcome oh thank you i appreciate it sister well thank you again so much please please uh on behalf you know uh, of of my family you know send greetings to pastor there Mm -hmm. and to your family and we're praying for health we're praying for victory and um in jesus name in this time sister. thank you thank you god bless you sister god bless you bye-bye All right. Well, as we conclude our podcast for today, um, I would like to thank all of you again for listening in. And I pray that the words that you heard spoken or that were spoken, uh, that they have planted a seed of faith in your heart and in your mind, and that the seed will grow and produce fruit in your life and um, and and dry, uh, help you to make a decision to go to a church. Find your local church where you're at more than ever before we need God in our lives. Uh, if you would like to learn more about this podcast, please uh, check out our website. It's new. It's uh, it's something that we uh, that the podcast has just gotten. Uh, you can look us up at www.ihatpodcast.org. You can check us out on your uh, computer, on your tablet, on your cell phone. Just visit the page. You'll be able to find. Um, the past podcast there you'll be able to uh, the episodes you'll be able to find um our social media pages there uh so you can like follow us or whatever uh you want to do there and um if you want to uh, do so it gives you an option to where you can donate or become a sponsor for the podcast thank you so much and until next time god bless you god bless